All right, so those are the announcements. We're going to go ahead and jump into uh, week two of our series. We're in the Essential Tools series and um, very excited about um, this series. Really enjoyed last week and, and things like that. So again, I got my, my toolbox out. Um, I'm ready to, to talk about it. And if you, if you don't know what we're doing in this series is we're taking the idea of a, of a physical tool that we have uh, and, and relating it to a spiritual tool that we need. When I first moved out, uh, there were tools that my dad came to me and said, hey, you need these in your home. Uh, they're essential. And, and so these tools spiritually are the tools I believe that we need uh, that is essential to our growth, essential to us uh, learning and becoming more of the man and, and woman that God has called us to be. And so last week we, we talked about a hammer and we related the hammer to the Word of God. And so this week we have another tool in my uh, toolbox. So I'm going to go ahead and pull it out right now so you can see what it is. And uh, I, I wonder, you know, if you guys are at home right now, um, you know, if you're there with your family, I'm going to let you, I'm going to give you like three seconds to try to guess what tool it's going to be. Okay. All right. I know you're arguing right now. And okay. I don't know if you're going to get this one. I'm just going to be honest. But this week we're going to be talking about a level. Now, this is probably not the tool you were expecting me to pull out. Now, maybe the tool you thought I'm going to pull out um, will be uh, later on, but this is the tool we're going to be talking about this week. Now, this is one of my favorite tools, and mainly it's because I can actually use it effectively. Okay? When it comes to the hammer and some of the other tools that we talk about, I'm not so good, but, but I, am, I can handle this bubbly thing. I remember uh, as a kid, uh, always enjoying this and playing with it and watching the bubble go up and down, but I'm also one of those. And I don't know if you're also one of those, but I'm one of those that you walk into a house, or and, and I'm not so much concerned about your house, but my house, and I will look and I'll go, is that picture straight or not? Is that picture slightly off or not? Uh, and, and so I always, you'll have to ask Emily, it probably drives her crazy. We'll put something up. Uh, she'll want to hang up something and all those things. And I will go get the tools I need. And the tools I need to do that are obviously a hammer and a nail or something like that. And I always bring my level because I want to see how straight it is. I want to be able to look. And, and here's the thing. When it comes to a level, one of the issues that we tend to have, if you don't have one of these, is we, we kind of eyeball it. You know what I mean? So let's say we want to hang up a picture in our home or something of that nature. And so we'll, we'll get our hammer and I'll get our nail and we'll put it in there and nail it in. And we'll hang it up. And, and a lot of times as we're sitting there looking at it close, it looks straight. It looks okay. And then what we'll do is we'll, we'll kind of step back and kind of get away from it a little bit. And then we'll go, oh boy, that's that's... That's not straight at all. And so we'll come over and we'll take the nail out and we'll put, put a nail, another nail in. and Okay, that looks good. And then we'll go back again and it's still crooked and all these things. I, and I don't want you to admit this out loud. And obviously, thank goodness we're all home right now, so we're safe. But I, if I remove pictures in your home, how many nail holes would I find? Because if I find a bunch, I bet you don't have one of these. Okay, so what, and, and look, I, I could have even brought this because I'm even one of those guys. I have one of those, like the laser level things, you know, like you're going to level things up. I, 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 I like the, the, okay, yeah. Anyway, but this is a great tool. And, and what's interesting about this tool is it gives us an idea if things are level and straight. 
And, and the thing that I found in our lives, a lot of times we want to, we, we, we put things up or we look at our lives or the decisions that we make and, and we kind of eyeball it and we look. And, and what's unfortunate at times, it looks maybe straight in the moment, but then as time passes and we begin to move back, it becomes more and more crooked. Um, I would be interested to, to, as we look at our lives is, is, is how many things in our lives are not this, but they're more like this. And I believe that God wants to, to use a spiritual tool to help us to straighten those things out, to, to have a more uh, straight understanding so that no matter if we're in a situation, we're close in a, in a situation or a decision, or we've had the time to back up and look at it, that we actually can say, yes, that is straight. Yes, I'm following God's will. Yes, I'm doing what God would ask me to do. And what's interesting, of course, is as we've kind of gone through this situation with, with uh, the church, you know, being uh, not meeting physically and all those sort of things and when to meet again and how to meet again um you know one of the things that, that that i've used a lot is is tried to use this tool so that i can make sure that the decisions that, that i feel god is helping us to make are straight and right and so really what we want to talk about this morning is 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 the first point here in our message but before we jump into it let's pray father we love you and God, I need you to help me during this time to share the things that you want me to share, the concepts that you have placed on my heart. Father, I pray that you would, would speak through me and help me. Father, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's, here's, the, here's the spiritual tool. The level relates to the wisdom of God, okay? The level relates to the wisdom of God because here's the deal. I don't want to make decisions on my own. I'm not wise enough. I'm not smart enough. I want God to help me to make those decisions. I need his wisdom. I need his direction. Because a lot of times to me, when I think about it, I put the picture up and I think it looks good. I think it looks great because I'm right there. But I need someone who loves me and cares for me, has a great plan for my life to be back here to kind of look at it, to help me. And one of the ways that he does that is he uses the wisdom of God to help me to make sure that the paths I'm walking are straight, the decisions I'm making are the ones he wants me to make. And this level, that wisdom of God is a great tool that we can use to help uh, uh, that to happen in our lives. Here's what we need to understand. The wisdom of God is like a level. We need it to straighten out areas of our life that are crooked and use it to help us to make decisions that keep our paths straight. That's the level. That's God's wisdom. We need it because a lot of times there are areas in our life that, that, that aren't straight. They're kind of more like this, but it's hard for us to see that. It's hard for us because we don't have something that is greater than our own knowledge and our own wisdom to understand what that is. So we need to understand that it's this level that we need. So let's, let's kind of jump into this a little bit more and find out some, some things that can help us to use this level more effectively. But the first thing we need to do is, what is the wisdom of God? What, what is it? Because a lot of times we'll use these terms as a very Christian-y term. 
But if we don't really understand what it is, we won't use it as effectively as we need to. And here's what I've come up with. This is what I think is the wisdom of God. And you may feel like this is somewhat simplistic, but I also feel like this is an important thing we understand. It's this. The wisdom of God is defined simply as a relationship with Jesus and a relationship with the ways of Jesus. The ways of Jesus and a relationship with Jesus. The problem that we have a lot of times is we want the wisdom of God, but we don't have a relationship with Jesus or a relationship with the ways of Jesus to really have it. And when we don't, we tend to to miss it. We tend to not see it. So let's look at some scriptures that we can look at that will help us to understand really what the wisdom of God is. Let's look first at Proverbs 9.10. In Proverbs 9.10, this is what it says. It said, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. This is where it starts. It starts here. It starts with knowing God and understanding God. You want to have wisdom? You want to have good judgment? Which I believe we all do. It starts with a relationship with Jesus. It starts with knowing Him and knowing His ways. Because once we can do that, things become so much easier because we know how would Jesus respond to this? What would He want in this situation from me and from my life? Let's look at 1 Corinthians 1. To show this even more, in 1 Corinthians 1, 24 and 25, it says this, But to those he called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Check that out. God is the power of God, or Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. This foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans, and God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. When we think about that, what is that really saying? It's saying that if we want the wisdom of God, we've got to know Jesus. We need to understand who he is and what he wants. We're going to look at verse 25 a little bit later in a little more depth, but we need to understand that if we're going to have this wisdom, if we're going to have the level in our lives, we've got to know Jesus. We got to know Jesus. It, it, it's it's kind of like this. It, and I don't know if you kind of grew up in church. I remember growing up in church and, and being in Sunday school. And, 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 and I would be kind of messing around or not doing what I should be doing. And the teacher would ask me a question. And I always learned, uh, if you don't know the answer in Sunday school, you always answer with Jesus. You know, Jesus or 40 days and 40 nights or something like that. But Jesus was the answer. You know what's funny about that? Jesus is the answer. Jesus is always the answer. And it's important that we remember that. Let's also look at James 3. In James 3, 17, it says this, But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. Where does the wisdom come from? It comes from above. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. This is the wisdom of God. What, when, what's interesting about this, when I read this, who's pure? Who is pure? It's God. There's only one. Jesus is pure. Who is, who is peace-loving and gentle? Now, it doesn't say some of the time. It says all of the time. Willing to use others. This is describing Jesus. We want the wisdom that comes from above. It's Jesus. It comes from him. It comes from knowing him and experiencing him and knowing not just him, but his ways. Knowing his ways. So next, 
let's look at a simple question. How do I get the wisdom of God? We, we, we understand we need it. We understand it's Jesus. We understand that we go to him. But, but really, let's kind of get into some more brass tacks of really how do we get it. There's, there's basically, I think, three simple ways. Number one, you value it. You value it. Look at Proverbs 3, 13 and 15. This is what it says. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. Now, this is important. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. You've got to value it. You've got to value it. Listen, you will, you will focus on, you will go to attain things that you value. Okay? In a lot of ways, let me help you with this. If you go open your, your checkbook or, or you open your, your app on your phone and you look at your bank account, okay, I would dare say that there's something on there that every human being that has those options has in, that, in their ledger or in those things. And it's quite simply this. You have something on there that says Walmart or Target or King Supers or Safeway or whatever. You know what it is? It's food. You are buying food. You are spending your money on food. Why? Because you value it. Because you know without it, you aren't going to last very long. Okay? Now, you, you may value other things than I do, but you know what? You're going to spend your money. You're going to spend your time. You're going to spend your effort going, getting things that matter to you, that you need. The problem is sometimes is we don't value the wisdom of God. We think that we can come up with it on our own and we, we can figure it out on our own. But you know what? That's a lot like hanging that picture without using the level. It may seem straight, but it may not be, okay? And so we need to value wisdom. We need to desire wisdom. We need to do things that help us to find it and experience it and know that it's valuable. It's valuable and we need it, okay? So you need to value wisdom first. That's the first thing to remember. Number two, you need to ask for it. You need to ask for it. That's an easy one, right? James 1.5. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Here, here's, here's the thing. It says, if you need wisdom, stop there, okay? Guess what? We all need the level, okay? It doesn't matter how, how wise you are, how knowledgeable you are. We all need the level. So how do we get it? We ask. We ask. I, I, I'm reminded of the story of, of King Solomon, who the Bible says was the wisest uh, man that ever lived. And, and you know what's interesting about Solomon is, is he was extremely wise, but he still made mistakes. He still didn't do things that were wise, you know. So Solomon definitely needed it, but, but just like we do. But, but at the same time, Solomon, is, he asks for it. God says, what, what do you want? What can I do? And Solomon says, I need wisdom to lead your people. I need judgment to lead your eye. He asked and God gave it to him. And God's going to do that for you and me. The issue that we have sometimes is we don't ask. It's amazing sometimes when we'll talk, I'll talk to people and, and, and I'll ask a simple question or, or let's, let's be, be real honest. I'll be talking with Emily 
And I'll be looking at oh, this situation, and I'm trying to figure this out and going from here. And, and she'll ask that, that stinging couple of words that kind of just makes you kind of go, oh, you, you know. And she'll say, Aaron, have you prayed about it? And I'll go, uh, probably not, or maybe not as much as I should. Why, why is she asking me to pray about it? She's saying, you need to be asking God for wisdom on where to go and how to go. And it is amazing to me how easy it is for us to miss that so really simple understanding. God wants to lead us. He wants to give us wisdom. He, he wants us to go the right way. But a lot of times we won't even ask. We think we know what's best. And really we don't. We don't. We need his wisdom. But if we'll ask, he'll give it. If, he, if we'll ask, he'll share that with us. The last one, and, and, and we're going we're gonna to dig in a little bit deeper on this one, okay? But the final one is pursue it. You need to pursue it. You need to value it. You need to ask for it, and you need to pursue it. So, so let's, let's dive a little bit deeper in this last one, because the other ones are, are fairly easy to understand, but I want to dive in a little bit deeper and ask this question, how do we pursue the wisdom of God? How do you do that? Okay? And I think there's, there's three ways that we can do that. That if we will allow these things to be a part of our life, ongoing part of our life, that, that it'll help us to really use the level effectively. Okay? So how do we pursue it? Number one, we pursue wisdom, again, by pursuing Jesus. We pursue wisdom by pursuing Jesus. Look at Colossians 2, 2 through 3. It says this, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by the strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious, uh, mysterious plan, excuse me, which is Christ himself. In him, in Christ, lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We pursue wisdom by pursuing Christ. Listen, I, I want you to, to take a moment here and I want you to look at your life for a second, okay? And I need to do this too. But, but you should be wiser today than you were six months ago, okay? Now you go, well, Aaron, why? why how? how what, what? Because if you're pursuing Jesus, you should be coming more like Jesus, and you should be more wise than you were then. You should be able to look at your life and say, you know, maybe I would have gone this way then, but now because of what Jesus is doing in me, because I know him and know his ways, I'm going to do this, okay? And, and here's the thing about wisdom that we need. To, eh, I don't know if I want to jump it here quite yet, but, but, but I'll just kind of say this, and then I'll, I'll hit it later. Um, sometimes the wisdom of God doesn't make sense to us. We'll see that more in a minute. But, but sometimes we, we think that we know best and we just don't. We need to go to Jesus. We need to allow him and pursue him. You want wisdom? Pursue Jesus. First and foremost, pursue Jesus. Number two, we pursue wisdom by pursuing wise people. We pursue wisdom by pursuing wise people. Look at Proverbs 13. 1320, this is what it says. Walk with the wise and become wise. Now, I could have stopped there and that would have been fine, okay? 
I couldn't stop there. That's pretty simple. That's pretty easy. But I, I, I thought it's important to also turn the other coin. It's on the other side of the coin because it says also associate with fools and get into trouble. Okay? Get into trouble. We pursue wisdom by pursuing wise people. Now listen, this, this happens a lot. And I remember it being very much a part of, of my, when I was a youth pastor dealing with teenagers and we would have these moments and, and the teenager would come and they had done something kind of silly or not smart or whatever. And they'd come into my office and, and they'd go, I, I did this. And, and, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to be a good youth pastor, you know, and inside I'm going, well, what were you thinking? You know, like, what? You know, come on, really? You know, and, and but I'm like, oh, okay. And, and I would say, well, 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 basically I'd ask this question, where did you get that wisdom from? Where, where, what, who told you that was a good idea? And they would say, most of the time they'd say, well, I was talking to my friend, meaning they were talking to another teenager of how to handle the situation. Um, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those things that we tend to do, though. We, we, we tend to, to get around each other, and we're, we're like, okay, well, what do I do here? How do I handle this? Listen, um, that's not going to usually be real effective, okay? Hear me out on this. If, if you're a young married couple, can you, can you do me a favor? Don't go to your other young married couple friends for, for wisdom, because they're kind of in the same place you are. Go find some married couple that's been married for 50 years. You get what I'm saying? They're going to know and be able to give you wisdom more than somebody that's kind of where you're at. It doesn't mean you can't talk to them. It doesn't mean you can't share life with them. Don't misunderstand me. But if you're looking for wisdom, you need to go to wise people. But unfortunately, we tend to not do that. We tend to think that, that we can get wisdom from from others, or if I can just get this book uh, from Amazon or Barnes and Noble, then, then I can get wisdom. Listen, listen, we first and foremost, we get wisdom from Jesus, okay? We, we just said that, we pursue Jesus. But listen, we also pursue wise people. We also pursue wise people. And listen, that's all of us. As me as a pastor, it would be foolish of me to not pursue wise people in my life that can help me to see things and to grow and understand things, okay? I have my, my people or friends that are kind of on, on my level, if that makes sense, or where I'm at, but there's other people that, I, that have been in ministry much longer than I have and experienced much more than I have, and I go to them and I seek their wisdom, okay? And that's important for us, it's important that we, we know that. And, and so let me ask you a question. Do you have that person in your life? For some of you, it may be a, a parent, which is great, or, or a grandparent. Um, are there people here in, in, in Broomfield Assembly that you can look to and, 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 and talk to and, and, and get their wisdom on things? Okay? We need to pursue wisdom by pursuing wise people. Okay? Don't, listen, hear me here. Hear my heart. Don't be a teenager that goes to another teenager. Okay, okay. They're, they're just as close to the picture as you are, and it's not going to be easy for them to see. Now, I'm not saying they can't share some wisdom with you. Please don't misunderstand. But there is something about understanding that, that sometimes it's good to have someone who's already been there, it's already walked that path, and we can experience that. And that's a great thing. That's an awesome thing. So we pursue wisdom by pursuing wise people. The final thing, and I think this is one sometimes we miss, we pursue wisdom by pursuing eternity. 
by pursuing eternity. Look at, look at Psalms 90. Look at Psalms 90, 12. It says this, teach us to realize the brevity of life. That means the quickness. It, that, that word is almost translated into breath. Very quick, very quick. So that we may grow in wisdom. As we realize how short life really is, as we understand and begin to think about this concept that basically, you know what, um, you know, the decisions that we're making and the things that we're doing, it matters. It matters. We're going to want to follow God even more closely. We're going to want to know his wisdom even more. And, and, and here's the thing, as we are young, you know, we, we kind of think, oh, we're going to live forever and we're going to be fine and all these sort of things. But you know what I found? As I've gotten older and I've, I've seen it in, in older individuals that have been following Jesus for a long time, they are very, very concerned with the level in their lives. They are very concerned. They want to make sure that their level and their pictures are straight based on the wisdom of God. And I think that's important because I think in those situations, I know at least for me, I am starting to think more eternity-based than right now-based, okay? And we need to understand that, that as we realize how short life is, as we realize that we don't have tomorrow guaranteed to us, as we realize those situations, we also need to realize that we need to be growing in wisdom and experiencing the wisdom of God. So, so let's, let's look at this last one, because I think this is important. Why do we need the wisdom of God? Don't, can't we just do this all on our own? Can't we, aren't we smart enough? Aren't we wise enough? I mean, aren't, don't we get to a place maybe where in some ways we've got it all figured out? Let's look at 1 Corinthians 3 again. In 1 Corinthians 3, starting at verse 10, going through verse 15, there's, and then we're going to jump to 18 and 19, there's, there's a really cool picture here that, that Paul is, is giving the church in Corinth that, that I think is important. And it, it does, I think, really go with this idea of, of a level and, and things like that because he begins to talk here about an expert builder. Now, I am not in any way, shape, or form an expert builder, um, but um, I, am, I am married to a wonderful uh, woman whose father is. He is an expert builder. He, he builds things for a living, and he does an amazing job. It's cool to see all the things that, that he has helped bring about. He is an expert builder. And, and one thing I know is, is you can't build something well, and it can't be an expert build if it's crooked. It's got to have a good foundation. It's got to have a level foundation. If not, it's going to tumble. It's going to fall. Okay? So Paul here is using that example, and this is an amazing thing. He starts in verse number 10. It says, Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. It starts with Jesus. I talked about this earlier. The answer is always Jesus. Now, this is important that we understand because now we're going to understand why it's important that we get this wisdom of God. Because you know what? Something's coming for all of us. And we need to understand that. 
And here it starts talking about it in verse number 12. It says, anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials. Now, what's the foundation again? It's Jesus, okay? So who's Paul talking about here? He's not talking about those that don't know Jesus. He's talking about those who have a foundation of Jesus, meaning those who are, uh, are, have, saved, have been saved by Jesus. These are Christians, okay, that he's talking about. Okay, and that's important that you understand that. Okay? He says that those people that build on that foundation use a variety of materials. Gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. Okay? Why is it important to have the wisdom of God? Really simply, because we're going to be judged one day. We're going to be judged. And a lot of times, Christians don't understand that. They, they think, oh, no, I, I'm saved, and I, I'm, I'm not going to be judged. No, no, you're going to be judged by the things that you do. Paul here tells us that. He says, you built your foundation. You have a foundation. He's Jesus. So this is, this is Christians he's talking to. But now he's saying, how are you building your life? What are you using to build your life, okay? What are you using? He says, are you using gold and silver, those things that are valuable? Are you using the wisdom of God to make these decisions? Or are you using wood, hay, and stubble or rocks, okay? So he's, he's basically saying, you're going to build your house with something, okay? What's your house made of? Because at some point, you're going to have that house judged by fire. And then it continues. If the work survives... That builder will receive a reward. And then verse 15. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. Now, it's important. Again, we understand who he's talking to. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Why is it important to have the wisdom of God? Because we're going to be judged one day on the things that we do. We're going to be judged on the way that we handle situations. And I want my life, I want it to be built on the wisdom and the power and the goodness and the love of Christ. I want it to be built on that gold and silver and precious jewels. Why? Because when my life is judged and when your life is judged, those things will become purified and even more valuable. But the things in my life, that wood, that hay, that, those rocks, they're going to be burned up and it'll be gone. And, and look, this is not about salvation, folks. We're, we need to understand that. We're saved by faith, not by works. But we will be judged by our works. And how can we do that? How can we have those works that are pure and right and good? We use our level. We use the wisdom of God to know when to speak and when to not speak, to know what to do and when to do it, where to go and where, where not to go. We ask, we talk, we look, we pray, we let God lead us in that so that when we are standing before God one day, which we all will, that our pictures are straight. And they're not straight just by our eye, but they're straight because we've used the wisdom of God to help us see. So let's continue on now with verse 18. We're going to jump a couple of verses. In 18, it says this, and this is important. So stop deceiving yourselves. If you think you are wise by the world's standards, you need to become a fool to be truly wise. For the wisdom of this world 
is foolishness to God. You know what that tells me? It tells me that the world has a level two. And a lot of times, unfortunately, we as Christians, we tend to use the world's level to see if we have our lives straight. And you know what? That will lead you to disaster every single time. Sometimes we have our own level that we try to use in our own wisdom. And that will lead us to disaster. We need to use the level of God's wisdom. That's what we need. Listen, when we're making decisions, when you're making decisions for your home or your life, you need this tool. It's essential to you. Let me ask you a question, and, and this, is, this, is, this is something I, I need to do better on too. How often, when you're making decisions, either as an individual or as a family, how much time do you spend seeking the wisdom of God in that decision? And I'm not saying, you know, it's like, okay, well, uh, what should we have for dinner tonight? Okay, well, let's pray and let's, let's figure this out. No, no, when it, big decisions and decisions that matter, decisions that are eternity-based, all those things, and even, even maybe some of the smaller decisions that you feel led, are, are you asking God for this? Are you going to Him? Because you're going to stand before Him one day. And, and I want you to have a life that is full of gold and silver and rubies. I want, I want there to be so much. I want you to get such a great reward. I don't want you or me to be that person that barely just gets by by the skin of their teeth. But you know how we can do that? We can do that when we try to follow the world standards for wisdom. And you know what? Sometimes, and we need to understand this, the world standards for wisdom and our standards for wisdom, which is God's wisdom, they don't always jive together, if you know what I mean. When the world sees those things, they see foolishness. And Paul here is very, very blunt. He basically says, if you think you're wise by the world standards, you need to become a fool. Hear me on this. And this is a weird way to put it. But if there aren't people in the world that look at your life and think you're foolish you may not be as wise as you think you are. I'm going to ask John to come on up. We're going to close. And I want to kind of give an example of that and an understanding of that because I know that can be a little bit like, well, what do you mean? How does that look in, in real life? How does that look with, with, with flesh on the bones? And I think you're going to kind of know where I'm going with this, but um, I can't obviously ask you because you're not here right now, but I'm, I'm sure if I did, I'd have a pretty overwhelming response of, of those of us that, uh, that enjoy uh, Chick-fil-A. We like us some Chick-fil-A, don't we? I mean, get some chicken, you know, love that. Um, I know that you were going to be rolling your eyes, but, but since you're not here to roll your eyes at me, it's easier to do this. Um, I, I don't know if you also like Hobby Lobby. I'm very excited because and this is the roll the ice part, um, because here very soon uh, they're going to start bringing out Christmas stuff, you know, and so Easton and I go to Hobby Lobby and we look at all the Christmas stuff in, in July and August. Yes, we're one of those and you already knew that, but you know what I mean? And you know what's interesting about both those places? They're closed on Sunday. We all know that. Now I want to ask you a simple question and you can have this discussion in your family room because I know what the answer is going to be. How many times have you been in a church service on a Sunday? How many times have you sat there and thought, you know, it's lunchtime, I'm getting hungry. You know what sounds really good? Going to Chick-fil-A. And then you realize, um, 
you know, uh, <laughs> it's Sunday and they're closed. Or, you know, you're doing some type of thing or crafting thing, I don't know, and you know, you, you wanna go look at Christmas stuff and you go, I, I can't, Hobby Lobby's closed. Why, why do they do that? Why do those places do that? Why, why? Because they believe that God's word and in God's wisdom, we need a day off. We need a Sabbath. They want to give their employees an opportunity to worship if they so choose. And you know what? Here's the thing about that. Think about that. They are giving up one day in the weekend. You know, here's the thing about that. You know who's laughing at them? the world. McDonald's is laughing at Chick-fil-A. It's like, what? you know how much money they are leaving on the table? Think about that for a second. Think about how many Christian people would leave church and go every week or every other week to Chick-fil-A for lunch. They are literally losing millions of dollars. Think about Michael's, uh, you know, it's another crafty kind of place. Michael's is laughing at him, laughing at Hobby Lobby. How could you be closed on Sunday? People are off of work. When do you think they're going to come and buy all that stuff? It's going to be over the weekend. Hobby Lobby is losing millions of dollars. And the world is looking at them and they're going, man, you're a fool. Man, I can't believe you're doing that. Why are you? How could you be so stupid? Leaving all that money sitting there world's laughing at them. The world in their wisdom is looking and going, you're a fool. But you know what? The fastest growing fast food chain in this country, and it's not even really that close, is Chick-fil-A. And they're not open on Sundays. They are honoring God and the wisdom of God, and they are doing those things and they're following God's plan and the world is looking at them and they're going, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. How many times in scripture does it say basically, man, the wisdom of man is foolishness to God. We need it because we want God to do something awesome in our lives and when we follow his wisdom and follow his plan and follow what God has for us, God will take care of us because his wisdom is greater than anything this world can offer. And let's be honest, some of us, for a majority of us, it's time to use this tool. I, I don't know about you, I am tired of trying to make decisions based on my own wisdom, based in, in the moment that I see. I need something that's greater than me to help me straighten areas in my life that need to be straightened and help me to make the decisions I need to. And, and I dare say that you do too. And what's great about that is when we value it, when we ask for it, and when we pursue it, God gives it and he gives it generously. God doesn't, I love that word. I love that that's the word that describes our God, generous. He doesn't just say, here's a little sprinkling. Here's, he dumps it. He dumps it. But, but we gotta use it. 
in my life sometimes I'll get the wisdom of God and, and, and I'll just think in my moment but that doesn't look straight to me and I'll, I'll ignore it remember what we just learned Paul just told us don't go by the world standards don't go by your standards we need to go by the one who is the standard and his wisdom is great and he will lead you down paths that will bring you exactly where he wants you to be he will help and guide you now notice I didn't say your life wouldn't be painless there are times where God leads us through some very hard times but he's with us the entire time he'll never leave us he'll never forsake us so if you need wisdom maybe maybe it's a, a major decision that that you need to make or your family needs to make you need to turn to God and ask him for wisdom maybe it's a smaller issue that you need wisdom on you need to go to God listen listen you can go to wise people and you can do all those things and that's great go to God first because if we know Jesus we can know his wisdom if we know his ways we can walk in those ways and that's what we want so if that's you this morning I want to just pray for you and and, and you know I've been asking uh, through the emails that you guys would be praying for me because I need God's wisdom to to accomplish what God wants us to do here in this church and, and what God wants to accomplish in me is just just Aaron we all need it so I want to pray for you and with you. And listen, would you do me a favor? Because as we're trying to figure out all the things that need to be done to reopen and, and all the things that God wants us to be as a church family and all those things, not only as, as, as I pray for you and as I pray for myself, would you also pray for me? Because I need God's wisdom too. And so not, not only is... Is, is this a time for you to for me to pray over you, which I usually do, but I need your prayers over me during this moment. And listen, just so you know, whenever we get back together and everything gets back and, and all those things, I'm kind of always need your prayers on that. Because I want to lead us and I want to lead myself in the ways of God. I never want to rely on my own wisdom. I want to rely on the wisdom of God. So let's pray together. Father, we love you and we thank you. God, you're so good. And God, we, I love that, that you desire to lead us. You desire to guide us. You desire to direct us. You desire to give us wisdom. And so Jesus, right now, first and foremost, help us to know you in a greater way than we ever have before. Help us to value that relationship in such a way that we do what is necessary to know you in a greater way. Because where does wisdom start? It starts with fear of you. It starts with knowing you. It starts with understanding your ways. And so Jesus, it would be silly and foolish of us to just pray for wisdom without praying that you would help us and you would draw us to yourself. So first we pray for that, God. A new hunger, a new desire to know you greater. And Father, we also, also pray for wisdom to come from that that Jesus, that we would stop trying to make decisions on our own. We would stop trying to straighten areas on our life and in our relationships on our own. And that instead we'd look to you. We would look to your wisdom and your direction. Father, I also pray that for me and for, the, uh, for others, that God, you would place people of wisdom in our lives. 
people that, that have been there, people that have experienced it, people that have grown in you and know you. A wise person is not necessarily just someone who's been there. It's somebody that's been there with Jesus. And I pray that you would populate our life with that. Father, I pray that you would help us that are growing in your wisdom to look for those that need that person in their life. And Father, I pray that you would always help us to understand that there's going to be a time where we're going to be judged. Not for our salvation. That's secure through your grace and your love and your mercy. But we will be judged by, in a lot of ways, how well we use this tool. By doing the things that will turn the things we build on our foundation with gold and silver. And when we do our own thing, we try to do it in our own wisdom and our own understanding. A lot of times when we do that, we're building with those things that are going to be burnt out. But Jesus, if we want to do eternal things, we need your wisdom to guide us in those things. So Jesus, we know that you will generously give your wisdom if we ask. And so myself, for every individual that's hearing this, Father, I pray for a supernatural explosion of your wisdom in our life, in your direction, in our life, and that we would do the things to bring that about in us. I pray for each one. I pray for myself that you would help me to use the level of your wisdom to make my path straight and good. We love you and we thank you. You're so good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, listen, as we talked about earlier, um, we're going to be meeting again starting next week. Um, there's a lot that has to be done. There's a lot of things we're going to do. We're going to try really, really hard to communicate as much as we can about what to expect and what these things are going to be like. And again, we will still continue our online services. They'll be a little different. Um, but I'm going to ask that you just give us some patience. And I know you will. I know you will. But as we kind of learn this new way of doing things for this time, you know, um, your patience and your love and your grace are really appreciated. Your prayers for wisdom obviously are too. So we're going to be meeting next week. Again, be checking your emails. We're going to be trying to communicate as best we can of what this looks like and, and trying to do that in, in, in several different ways so you know. Uh, and if you do have questions, don't hesitate to ask. And again, I just want to help you understand if you're not comfortable right now, that is okay. We love you and we want you to be comfortable here. And if you don't feel that right now, you are a part of our family and you will continue to be a part of our family. And one of the great things that we have this technology is, is, is you can kind of come back on your terms and you're feeling a little bit better about things. And whether that's after a couple weeks after we open or a couple months, that's okay. But let me, let me help you with something, okay? Go to God. Ask Him for wisdom, okay? Don't make that decision on your own, okay? God wants to lead you and guide you. And, and the decision for, for you may be different than somebody else, and that's okay, okay? 
love you. And we're so glad that we're able to, to do this with, with John and, and John's help. We've been able to put this online thing and we're going to continue to do that. Okay? So if you have any questions, let us know. We'll be talking a lot more about it this week. And for those that are ready, man, I'm excited to see you on, on Sunday. For those that aren't, I know you'll be with us still. And I'll be excited when you're ready to see you physically again. Let's keep praying for each other. Let's keep encouraging each other. Let's be unified during this time. Let's be an example of light and goodness that God's called us to be. And we'll look to him. He'll lead us and he'll guide us and he'll direct us and he'll give us wisdom. And we'll handle this and it'll be great, okay? I love you. I'll see you soon, okay? Thank mm-hmm. you.